to save him to, to save what she loves it's like get the fuck out of here man like that's like yo you don't love him like that like not only did i not like your character but now you stupid you stupid now because you you don't even know this dude like that you love like, what? Like, yo, come on, man. Yeah, it's. I'm tired of this. It's it's enough, man. I've had enough of this. Like, stop with this. Like, you're not in love. Hello, welcome to your favorite movie is racist. I'm Chris. I'm Tawny. I'm Miles. <laughs> we are two blacks and a Mexican here to talk about our favorite movies and why they might be problematic in 2020. <laughs> we are not experts, but uh, we really love movies. So we figured that qualifies us to have a podcast on the internet. Um, the movies that we've been talking about as we wrap out our, the movies we've been talking about as we wrap up our first season uh, are the entirety of the Skywalker saga in Star Wars. Um, our first uh, episode in this little cluster of episodes was about the original trilogy. Uh, and then we talked about the prequels last week. And this time we are talking about the Star Wars sequel trilogy. Um, the first uh, of the Star Wars movies in the main series to not be produced created, directed, written in some way, um, worked fun. on by George Lucas. Uh, this is These movies were made by Disney after they bought Lucasfilm and uh, started in 2015 with The Force Awakens and then had the sequel, The Last Jedi, and closed out what was meant to be a closure to the entire Skywalker saga, The Rise of Skywalker. What do we love about the Star Wars sequel trilogy? All right, Chris, I'm ready for you. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's a, there, you know, look it. I'm just gonna say, like, th these movies are far and away the most sophisticated of the Star, like, of anything that Star has happened in Star Wars. They're sophisticated as fuck. Like, thought went into this. People with big brains planned it. Um, I'm going to talk about two things. The first thing is that BB-8 is fucking dope as fuck. I love every droid I've ever been introduced to. No fucking astromech droid is cooler than BB-8. Fight me. I will die on this hill. The second thing, that's number one. Number one. <laughs> the only thing I want to say is that when I went to see... The Force Awakens with all with my sisters, my two sisters were all girls um, in the theater when The Force Awakens came out. Like we went to the big fancy theater in L.A. Like we got tickets. I took my little I had one of those Yoda backpacks where it looks like he's hanging on to your. It's the look like Yoda <laughs> hanging on while you run. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, have that. I took I put my purse shit like my compact and my lip liner were in there. So um, I can't even tell you what it felt like when Ray reached out to that goddamn lightsaber and it blew up hand. Like, there is no feeling. <laughs> I don't think there's any movie that's ever given me that feeling of, like, God damn it. Like, here we go. This bitch. Like, and my sister, <laughs> my sister and I were all there. And, like, we're all, like, educated Latinas or whatever. And we were all there for Ray. 
and I'm still there for Ray. And so BB-8 <laughs> and Ray. Yeah. The two. That's yeah, I'm. I'm probably. <laughs> uh, I'll. I'll second that. The love for BB-8 is is real. Like that's that's the that's the illish droid. Just period to me. Like I know, like everybody, R2 is cool. Like and he, you know, he's done a lot. Like just he's just an important character. BB-8 is is that dude, bro. Like he he's like that's the one. Like they they got it right. Like. If there's one character, I won't even say there's one. There's, there's a bunch of characters I feel like they got right in this series, but there's one that like they don't mess up at all is BBA. Like he just always is right. Like he's perfect. But uh, I mean, <laughs> the BBA love is real. BBA is that dude. Like he's so fire. Like I mean, like immediately, and it's I mean that's that's a feat in itself to make me like a robot like that doesn't talk. That just it's like yeah, that's. See, most people don't know. Yeah, Miles is normally like the bartender in uh, <laughs> at Mos Eisley when it comes to droids. <laughs> but he's like the only other only other robot I really like really like in the Star Wars uh uh like universe is was it was K two SO the one from uh oh yeah 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 super dope super dope yeah. but um other than that like this I feel like the, this series in a lot of ways or in some ways this is better than the prequels and we'll, we'll share different, you know, points of views about it, but they're better than the prequels. I think like they're, they're expertly like done put together. Like there's like flaws in them, but they're, if you, if you're just talking about how well uh, of films they are constructed, they're made pretty damn well. Like they're made, really good like it's specifically force awakens which got me hooked like from Mm -hmm. force awakens i love i love the kylo ray and uh poe and finn like those characters are incredible to me like i i i'm so invested in those characters way more than i've ever really been invested in like the prequel character i mean i like obi-wan and you know stuff like that but these are some of the strongest characters. This is some of the best acting that Star Wars has had, period. Like, Star Wars acting is never really the thing that pushes it. It's everything else about it that makes you. The acting is always just okay. The acting in this is, they got, like, real actors for this. And it shows. Like, it's Shade. <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying, like, it, it shows. Like, they, they, they got, like, really strong actors for this. Like, because, like, they like the the cool thing about star wars again is not the acting or the writing or any of that it's it's all the other stuff that you're just like kind of into but man some of the performances in here like man you get with the exception of like there's some performances in the in the, in the og trilogy obviously where i think luke like sells me in a lot of moments in the original like trilogy like he's kind of the central like figure where I I'm, I'm along for his journey, like in the original one, he sells me a bunch of times. Like I believe him and it's the same, like these characters, like give me that feeling. Like I know a lot of people complain about like not having the feels like, cause that's what star Wars is about. It is like, if you don't have the feels, just like, I don't like it. It's not good. You failed. And it's like, I had the feels, man, especially when I saw force awakens, I don't know what happened after that, but like force awakens and like you know like it, it's it's fun man it's a fun ass universe yeah <clears throat> ditto to all that yes of course bb8 um 
BB-8, Ray, uh, and and when I it, you know, when I think of the sequel trilogy, the characters are really what come forward for me. And yes, the um, the shooting style and cinematography, just to see Star Wars in a very tangible, like you know, it you get used to either the originals or the prequels, which had such different aesthetics that it was literally like took you out of this idea that they were all connected. This felt weirdly like that progression of, yes, it feels tangible. It feels lived in, but it also has beautifully done CGI work. It's also like these shots. Like I still remember the first time I uh, saw the trailer for The Force Awakens. And that, that that alone was like, oh, man, this is going to be crazy. You know, the shots in the snow in the woods with Kylo Ren and Rey, the, uh, those moments when like they're just such clever use, even of like... <clears throat> I always think of the, one of the most the moments that gives me chills is uh, right before Kylo Ren uh, kills his father. And there's that moment mm-hmm. where there's the, the light coming in. It's like a bluish color. Mm-hmm. And then the color and then the, the glow starts to sort of overtake that light and it turns red on his face. And you know what's going to happen. And it's just such a cool little subtle like way of, of showing where his head's at. Uh, and the acting just layers that on. Adam Driver is probably the best actor to ever be in a Star Wars movie. Adam Driver is fantastic. Yeah. Like, yeah. I fucking flip. Like, I'm like, if anybody wants to fight me on that, like, I hate anybody that's like, Kylo Ren. I'm like, no, motherfucker. <laughs> like, that's exactly what Kylo Ren was supposed to be. Like, he's doing exactly right. You cut him off at Kylo. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I feel like people that hate that, like, because I've heard people like feel indifferent about his character. Like, ah, he's like, he's just a brat, like a whiny. Like, I'm like, well, yeah, that's kind of like what the character. I think like people that dislike Kylo Ren, I won't say like they're wrong, but I think you're not supposed to like him initially, and like his performance, like you can't objectively say his performance is bad though. I don't think like you might not like the character. Like that's fine. Like everybody will like what character they like, but objectively you can't deny how good his performance is in this. Like you just can't. It's really good. No. And that's like, you know, (laughs) and as somebody, (laughs) listen, I I don't, and I don't want to shit on anyone, but like. (laughs) (laughs) Great great pretext. Right. Yeah. I speak English and like people don't get stuff. Like shit goes right over people's heads a lot of the time. Like you're realizing like okay, so like I read it for example of mice and men with my uh with my freshman. And there are, you know, I'm like Curly's wife isn't a like they're like Curly's wife is a big nasty slut and I'm like <sighs> <laughs> Like the point, I love the simplicity of the of the student <laughs> observation. The whole point of that character is that she's lonely as hell. Like she's lonelier than every, almost everybody else, except for the black guy, who's the other loneliest person on the whole ranch. And like you don't like the ki- whatever the guys say about her, like doesn't mean it's true. And I'm like, and I told the girls, I was like, have you ever had a boy say something about you? Like, was it true? And they're like, oh, <laughs> but like Americans, American audiences are not terribly sophisticated until you push them to be. And I think like, um, and I think, I think all audiences are capable of that. And I think that's what 
this whole like set of sequels was going for was this sophistication of ideas um, you know that we saw it like the anti-fascism that we saw presented in the first the first round of movies and like <laughs> still went right over people's heads well, it's to me it's more overt the the messages are more overt in the sequel trilogy and that that in some in some places i felt like it was to its detriment to be honest the the some of the messages being a little heavy-handed and i think it's because you could get away with heavy-handed messages in the originals and the prequels because the whole movies were heavy-handed, right? Like the whole thing was heavy-handed. Whereas these had such subtleties and such clever direction and such great uh, cinematography and such just such, such a great presentation that when something did come off heavy-handed, it came off even heavier-handed. Uh, what comes to mind is like the uh, the Hitler speech in The Force Awakens, where it was like, yeah, okay, yeah, I get it. He's yeah. Hitler. Yeah, it's. That's super Hitler. Okay. Yeah, that's uh, that's one of the scenes that I was like, when I first saw this movie, I was like, really? I just kept laughing. Like, I went to the movies and I saw this, like, I don't know, four times in the movies when he came out. And, like, every time that scene, I just thought that that was funny because it was just so lame. Like, it was... Little did you know, people will respond to that shit. I know, yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> the, the other thing I'll say, too, about this series is, like, the the, the introduction of, like, of interesting things that we hadn't seen, like the Finn character, like being a storm. I never wondered anything about stormtroopers, to be honest with you. I just was like, yeah, okay. They're the bad guys. They're, they're, they're the trivial, like henchmen yeah. that go out and do stuff. And like, they never have a name or a face or yeah, anything, but just, the, yeah. yeah, they're just guys in white that like, you know, they're, they're red shirts. Like they're going to get shot and killed wow. and they're not going to really be anything. And to see that, yo, no, there's people under there. And these are those people. I feel like th this. I wish they would have done more with that. With this, That's like, brilliant. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Such a brilliant direction to go in. Yeah, and then to like, and again, and we'll get to this later. But like, yeah, to <laughs> well, the first, the, the first time. I mean, I remember knowing, right, knowing that about the character going into the movie, and still getting kind of chills when it, the first time he took his helmet off because it's the first time you've seen it happen <laughs> in a star wars movie aside from prequels which those were all clones uh but to see a stormtrooper take his hand helmet off and be traumatized by what they've just seen just added such that's what i'm saying like that stuff added such depth to the entire star wars mythos literally like mm -hmm. suddenly stormtroopers were people and like all it mm -hmm. took was one guy taking his helmet off. Um, and the idea that you could suddenly choose the, the, the subtlety of saying like that they were basically child, child soldiers, like all these little things that are just in there where you're like, Ooh, you know, and it's not, it's not so much to make you like to try to force you to feel a certain way. It's just like, it's interesting lore to learn about that then adds a layer to that moment when, uh, which totally became a meme, rightfully so, but was still pretty cool when the guy, traitor! <laughs> He's got the thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, because it's like, oh, and, and this idea of Finn being a traitor and being called out for that, like, all that stuff was cool because it's like, again, that first movie, you start thinking like, oh, where are they going to go with this? What's going to happen with him? What 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 role is he going to play in this in this new, uh, yeah. Just like you yeah. said. 
Like, what is the, what's the new pattern? And that, like, and, and that's the thing. Like we look to star Wars and we have looked to star Wars to be like a pattern that's meaningful for us, you know, as a people. And it's, you know, seeing Finn um, and I, you know, like seeing Finn and like wondering what's going to become of him and wondering what his existence in this universe means is super meaningful like for all of us. And I just, like, and we've talked about this in our text. Like, I feel like it got fumbled. Yeah, and I definitely. Beautiful fucking actor that like could do anything you gave him. Yeah. Um, like, like one of the, the greatest, like terrible things is like, you didn't do with John Boyega what you should have done with him. He's, He's so brilliant. Like, what a way. So, with that in mind, <laughs> what's racist about the sequel trilogy? <laughs> I don't think anybody that was in charge of this movie knew what the fuck to do with Finn. And it's a waste. And, like, and we, we just talked about this, but, like, John Boyega is a fucking treasure. And he was so like, and I don't think anybody did it on purpose necessarily, but um, like that guy, again, if you haven't seen his other work, like he's a, he's fantastic. Like he's everything you want in an action hero and, and, and somebody that, um, and a a character that you can get behind and it just doesn't come through the way that it should. And in the star Wars franchise and Ray's fantastic. Um, but I think that like too much of Finn's character is, um, too much of Finn's character involves or like revolves around his like thirsting for Ray. And I, I think that he, should more, I think that he should have been more than that because he's such a fantastic actor. Yeah. It's, it's excessive too. Like when, uh, I started counting like how many times, in this in this series like there's a shot of him screaming ray at the top of his lungs and i was like what's up with that like it's like i get like they they got the way they met is you know fate you know like it and they went through some experiences together where i was like okay i get their like connection like you know with each other but to have that just be a repeating theme for him that he's just constantly looking, you know, for this girl, like, and he has no, all his motivations, like, are revolving around Ray. Like, what is up with this dude? Like, he does nothing, like, like that is motivated by, like, even the whole, his whole, his whole reason in Last Jedi for leaving to go find the whatever the code breaker, whatever the hell that is, is so that Ray could find her way back. Like, dude, what do you see what's going on? Like, we getting chased right now and we about to die. You sitting up here talking about Ray this whole time. It's like, I, I don't understand. I don't understand like they the why that that they pushed him to just be this person that's just constantly looking for Ray. It's like, what the hell is going on with this? And it 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 just becomes worse as the series goes on yeah it's it's uh you because you, yeah you're like why like it'd be different if they were somehow um connected before and, and there was actually like implications in the uh 
the trailers and the marketing for the force awakens and stuff like that, that there was some sort of connection between them and the force awakens. There's been an awakening and like in my head, I'm like, Oh, maybe he's a force user. She's a force user. Maybe there's like different things bringing them together, but that's not what materialized. They just met by happenstance, Mm. which was faded in in a way, but, uh, they, they, they have a really good chemistry together but there's no, there's nothing indicating, you know, he's even ready to go when she's still with the group. And he's like, yeah, I'm done. I'm not doing this. And he kind of feels compelled to come back because he sees what happens to her. But even that, it's just like, man, why do you care about her so much? I mean, I get it. She's she's pretty. <laughs> and she's nice. But you don't know her. Yeah, so I was like, I ain't mad. At, I ain't mad at that. Like, she cute, you know, like, but like the. The, the thirst there's no build up they haven't yeah. been like let 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 them have a relationship before you try to use that as the entire crux of his character's motivation <laughs> it's yes. so weird and that's it it's like if if that's gonna be that important like fucking work what is for it, it with star wars and characters being obsessed <laughs> like that like anakin and padme it's very similar like with no motivation like what why why <laughs> not completely unearned and we're supposed to be invested in it invested in it and that's and that's the fucking biggest crime is like we're supposed to be invested in that but i'm like i don't care about the relationship between finn and ray as much as i care about them as individual characters and their development as characters because that's infinitely more fascinating to me like finn as a, a defecting stormtrooper is way more fascinating ray as a fucking palpatine is way more fascinating than like the like why even throw that into the mix and and it doesn't he's not even reward he, he's not even rewarded for that like all of that all of that chasing and they don't even pay it off like i i was thinking like okay ultimately they gotta end up together i guess at this point for you to be this the quick scene where he's like i have to tell you something it's like i didn't even know this but J.J. Abrams said he was going to tell her, her he was a force user. I'm sorry. Fucking no. I'm sorry. Not even close. Like, no, that's not true. <laughs> that's not. Yeah. That, that like that. that's that's so ridiculous because ridiculous. He, cl- he clearly is in love with her. Like, I'm going to just say Absolutely. he's in love with her, period. He is. And the thing that's that's interesting to me is that what I was confused about by the time we get to Rise of Skywalker is they push her towards Kylo Ren and I don't even see a romantic relationship there blossoming at all. I don't see any really rom- like romantic relationships forming at all within this series. They just, by the end of it, it was like, Oh yeah, they wanted to be together. Like they did. <laughs> like I, I just, yeah, it seemed like it, the, her motivation yeah. to me never felt like she was attracted or interested in him in that no. way. It seemed like she wanted to help him because of, her connection to Leia and Han and she felt bad because her, you know, Han died. He, you know, and she, they, she wants to help their son become good again because she's just inherently a good character. I don't feel like she is thirsty for Kylo. Like, Ooh, I'm trying to get that. I don't feel like she's trying to do that at all. I feel like the entire time she's just being pop. She's just, she's, Ooh, she's just like being, that. she just seems like she's just trying to do the right thing by the people that helped her. Like, Han helped her. Leia helped her. This she became a part of this rebellion. They've like 
put her on her path, a life path that changed her entire life. And then she's trying to, you know, do the right thing. And then by the end, it's like, yeah, they're in love. Like, what the fuck? Why? I, I I felt more of a connection between the scene with her and Finn and uh, Force Awakens when he's like, uh, when they're at Moscanada's place and he's like, I'm out of here. And he's like, come with me. And she's like, don't go. She's like on the verge of tears telling him don't go. And I'm like, oh, okay, something is, they got something going on here. They feel something for each other that feels more than just this guy I just met that, you know, we're just trying to, we just survived this, you know, situation. I was like, I, I don't understand like why they would make him that thirsty for her from that point forward. And then it doesn't even, he doesn't even get rewarded. Like <laughs> it doesn't even pay off. It's just the end of Rise of Skywalker. She shows back up. He's just looking for Ray the whole time. Like, where's Ray? And then she's like, oh, there she go. All right, cool. I'm good. <laughs> Movie over. Like, what? Like, <laughs> like, like, what? Are you good? You good. Okay, cool. Yeah. Well, see, I th- and I think, like, that's the thing. So when we talk about, and some, some might ask, well, why is this racist? Well, here's the thing. Like, and it's not just, oh, he's a black guy and that happened. Because, you know, it's then you have to sort of think about all of the characters of color in this in this trilogy. And here's why I have a hard time with it. It's because, so you, you get a Latino man to play Poe, you get a, uh, a black man to play Finn, you get a, an Asian uh, Korean woman to play Rose. Um, you bring in these characters throughout this, this trilogy and you introduce them as if they are important. I remember when, I mean, Poe and Finn were obviously set up as important characters and Rose Tico was, I remember when The Last Jedi came out and they did, and they were doing the Star Wars celebration and they walked her out on stage and they were like, she's going to be, she's a cool new character. Like it was a big deal. Same with Janna and Rise of Skywalker. They make a big deal about these new characters of color and it's Disney's, I won't even say Disney. I'll just say it's Lucasfilm, whatever. It was, it's this narrative that's put forward that look how diverse our universe is look this is what star wars looks like now this is representative this is you know all that and then you literally just cast them aside and john boyega has come out and openly called them out for that and said like hey look yeah you you only characters you cared about were daisy and adam driver's characters and the rest of us got cast aside and you have to look at that and ask well why is it just, why is it these characters of color? Because Poe kind of got screwed over too. Like his character in, he was a different character in The in the Last Jedi than he was in The Force Awakens. Like there's a marked difference in who he is as a character all of a sudden. And then <laughs> in Rise of Skywalker, he's another different character. It's been pointed out that they've had, they have a show called Star Wars Resistance that uh, Poe has a small role in. And he wasn't a smuggler. They just added that in because they were like, uh, who cares? Whatever. Like, we'll add that in as a joke. He, that's <laughs> not in his background yeah. as a character. He grew up on uh, Yavin yeah. 4 and he saw Luke Skywalker blow up the Death Star. And that's part of his whole thing. And that was what motivated him to join the Resistance. Wow. Yeah, that was it. Why, why, why is that? Exactly. <laughs> but that's in the lore. That's in the lore. It's like way that's better. than so much cooler than like, yeah, he's a smuggler. Look at him. You know, like that's what that's and that's what comes to mind for me is that somebody thought he's he oh he's probably a smuggler. Look at him, and it just it pisses me off because I'm like these characters you could do so much with, and it happens to be the characters of color that get cast aside, like they don't matter, and they see it. 
part. This is what the fucking country looks like at this point. Like, don't look like the country looks like Luke Skywalker anymore. Like, we look like Poe Dameron. Look at you know, we it, look. It like feels like to- it feels like tokenism too. Like because you're just you're here just to fill a quota. It feels like. Which sucks because, like, initially I was like, the way that Force Awakens begins, it feels like, again, you telling me that these characters are important. I believe that because they are important. Like, throughout that, like, first initial movie, they're significant, I feel like. And then after that, again, I don't know what happened. And and maybe that's when, when you have two, like, maybe if there was one singular vision Maybe this doesn't necessarily happen as much if there's one singular vision from movie to movie, as opposed to having a couple different cooks in the ki- kitchen and people deciding different things. And I think wasn't Colin Trevorrow supposed to do like the third one initially and some other stuff. So, I mean, there's all these different like, and I mean, again, that that's the original ones had different directors as well, but there was still uh, Lucas was like attached and and he had his idea, his vision going through the entire time, which was like, this is what I want to do throughout this like series. It feels like here, I don't know, like maybe JJ initially did care about these characters. And then Ryan came in and was like, eh, yeah, well, okay, cool. But I want to do this. And then, then the second one, it was just like, well, we don't even have time to like, we just got to fix what happened the last time. We got to fix what people hated the last time. And then they try to give like, they get they try to give Poe some type of story in the last one, and it's so just thrown in there that I don't even care what it is, and it's so random. And you're trying to introduce me to all these new characters that I was like when I was watching it, I was like, why are they introducing all these characters? You haven't satisfied me with the the core characters, and you're trying to give me more characters <laughs> that I'm just meeting to care about. Like I don't care about any of these people. Like I don't know yeah. them. And maybe that like Jana maybe has a cool ass story, but okay, you just throw her in and kind of like randomly expect me to. She's like, black and also has Finn's story. Oh, okay, <laughs> they could go to. They're they're both black. They, they could they could be together. It's like wait what? Like because they were kind of trying to hint at that too, where they was like trying to make her be. That's like, another thing into we, him can, or can something. We talk too? about the fact that they keep pairing Finn with these beautiful women and having him be super not interested in them because all he thinks about is Ray, but they still don't pay it's that Ray. off. Like, okay, everyone be quiet right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a woman. <laughs> I'll date Finn. <laughs> Wait, no, I'm sorry, Chris. I didn't mean to, like, I'm just being silly, but like, yeah, what the fuck is that? Like, like what the fuck? <sighs> It's weird. And like she kisses it. Rose kisses him. And it's it's set up as a weird, like non-romantic. Like, why does she kiss him after she does that? But it's it's also one sided. Like and then Finn has this moment after she kisses him where like it almost looks like he realizes something, but not that he not. He doesn't realize that he likes her. It's weird. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't know why they throw that in there, because why? Why? And I guess like in real life, like I've never been in a life threatening situation with a woman that I've just randomly met. And maybe that makes you fall in love. I don't know. Like I, I just never been in that situation before, but it seems like they do that. Like 
They go through this whole thing. There again, there's nothing romantic happening with with Finn and Rose at all. Like the, I don't even really get the. I, she is enamored with her with him when she meets him. Initially, and initially yeah. she is because he's famous. He's pseudo famous, right? Because of what he did the previous movie. Okay, cool. I could go with that. But at the, the at the end, for her to sacrifice herself. To save him, to save what she loves, it's like get the fuck out of here, man. Like that's like, yo, you don't love him. Like that. Like not only did I not like your character, but now you stupid. You stupid now because you you don't even know this dude like that. You love like, him. Like yo, come on, man. Yeah, it's. I'm tired of this. It's it's enough, man. I've had enough of this. Like stop with this. Like you're not in love. The Last Jedi and Rise of Skywalker have just unnecessary kisses in them. And it's just like you just think it has to have a kiss. Like I don't, I don't understand. And you, you might as well not even have had that at all. Like you might as well just kept it no rope, just all platonic. Like nobody's in love with anybody. Just kept it that way. My hypothesis is that like I think like Ryan Johnson, you know, his version of Star Wars was sort of trying to push off in a new direction. Like, but again, like it. But he didn't care about. He didn't. He he he. Just okay. as much as anybody else, did not care about the characters of color, and you can tell. Absolutely yeah. not. Like it was just they were like devices. Yep. Like, look what we're doing with these two. Look people. at this angry and- Guatemalan <laughs> causing trouble on this uh, <laughs> starship. <laughs> like really? <laughs> That's that was you decided to do it. It's like his ass not fitting in this in the chair because he's like i have like an ethnic ass and it didn't fit in the, in the star wars scene <laughs> but uh it's i guess it's even more frustrating though like when like they sideline the like characters of color give them oh there you go give them like meaningless things to do and then they don't even accomplish the meaningless things. Like they were supposed to go there to get a specific guy. They didn't even get that guy. They just got some other. Some generic <laughs> oh, he was so surprised. And I'm like, bitch, you just picked this fucking guy out of nowhere. Out like, of jail. He was in jail. And, <laughs> and hold up. Can we talk about that too? It was Benicio Del Toro. Like, okay, yes. you got Benicio Del Toro. You got you got Lupita Nyong'o, and you put them in these like it. This the races. I'm telling. This is why. Okay, this is That's why crazy. I have a bigger problem with the sequel trilogy than the prequels because the prequels we we talked about it. Like it was ignorance. Ignorance. Twas ignorance <laughs> was killed the beast. <laughs> but in these, it feels more insidious because you have people consciously choosing diversity and touting diversity. And very clearly not caring about it. And like, like George was ignorant in his choices. You, I guarantee they're in the room. Like, we need a black guy. We need a Latino. We need this. We need that. Let's get Lupita Nyango. She's hot right now. But like, and, and you put him in there, but you put her in this useless Yoda kind of ish character who really ser- it ultimately serves no purpose to the story no purpose uh, just no has purpose. a lightsaber for for some reason we'll never know why and they didn't even explain that she she said that it was- <laughs> <laughs> and, and then you got benicio del toro being like this <laughs> fucking the most useless character in the whole shit 
Like he's just a fucking he's a liar. Like that's all he does. Criminal. Like criminal. (laughs) Give me something to work with here. It's infuriating. It's like aggressively the choices being made are just like it's like you have you could anybody you could get anybody to be in a Star Wars movie. You know what I mean? Yeah, most people are, want to be. There's yeah. a lot of people that are in. I know, like I think Daniel Craig was like one of the stormtroopers. Like I think Tom Kevin Hardy was a stormtrooper too. Yeah. yeah, like people just want to be in Star Wars. Like great actors. Like it's just so, every it's beloved by everyone. And you get all these again. You get all these. Why do you get all these phenomenal actors just to for no reason to do absolutely nothing with them? I get those people who are just like fans, like, hey, I just want to be a stormtrooper, like, just let me be in it. But you gave these people like prominent, like, ro- well, I won't say prominent, but you gave them speaking roles where <laughs> they play some sort of purpose <laughs> to the plot, and like, again, like, it goes nowhere. Like, they, they go nowhere. They, they give them meaningless things to do just to say, well, again, it just feels, I'm not saying that this was the thought process. It just feels like this was a quota. Like, it, it doesn't feel like you actually wanted to, like, put these characters in there and, like, tell a story about these characters. It just feels like a quota was filled. Yeah, and it's like, I think I think we could all like walk away from it and, and, uh, and acknowledge that like the sort of general narrative is anti-fascist, you know, like that's always sort of what has like, that's always been an underlying thing in star Wars. But when you point to specifics, it's like, they didn't know what to do with their characters of color. Um, And I don't know why that happened. I don't know if like, it was because the right people weren't consulted or whatever. Like, I don't know what the reasons were, but like you're coming out with this big statement that's essentially anti-fascist and you're not really dealing with like what actual fascism is. Um, And I think like, I I read a thing that was like, you know, Star Wars tries to do like allegory and like, because of that it's not actually dealing with like what's really wrong and you know and i think that maybe is it it's like hey (laughs) if you really wanted to say something about why people shouldn't you know be nationalistic and fascist then say the say why don't like don't skirt around it and don't use don't use symbols when you could actually be talking about like real life. And it's just like, they didn't, you know, not knowing what to do with Finn. Well, like he's black. Like let's fucking deal with the fact that he's black. Like it's never dealt with like in the whole movies, none of them deal with Finn being black. (laughs) All right. So how do we, how do we rate the star Wars sequels? Um, I, I, I will continue to watch them. Like I said before, like my sons, uh, raised their favorite and, and I, and they've seen all the originals, like raise the one that really resonates for them. And, um, it's a fucking shame that like Finn and Poe and everybody else of color isn't treated better. Um, but I think this is. This is as close as we've gotten with the Skywalker saga. There are other, like they, we were loving the Mandalorian. Like, so there are other, there are other stories. Um, 
So I'm not, I'm not going to reject Star. Like we're, we're in. Like we're, we're, we're got, we got it. And, and and they're still class. They're they're part of the canon, and I accept that. <laughs> yeah, I I like for me like, I, and, and it's not really because of you know, just I I feel like it's racist as hell. I just it's hard for me to get. It was a, a chore like getting through Rise of Skywalker. Like I just don't want to watch that. Like it, it's kind of like some like the. Attack of the Clones. I just, it's, this is not good. This is a hard watch. Like, cause it's just not done well. I've come, I've come along, like, I've come around on like, uh, Last Jedi where I, I when I first saw it, I, I didn't hate it ever. I just was, again, I felt kind of apathetic to it. Like, eh, it's, it's okay. There's a lot of stuff I just don't like in there. And I've come around on it. Like, it's, it's better, like, than, than I thought. I still, Again, I can I could watch Force Awakens anytime. To be honest with you, like I just feel like it's really watchable. It has like high rewatchability to me. And anytime it's on, like I sit there and watch it. Like it, it comes on all the time. The second two, I don't know, man. I struggle with like finding reasons to even watch those. Like there's a lot of stuff to like about these. There's a ton to like. It's just like man, the execution is. Yeah. No, I I. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, I, I think I, I agree. They're well-made movies. Um, and I think what you speak to in terms of the it's the character choices and the character choices are decidedly poorer when it came to a lot of these characters of color, which to me is just speaking to you were trying to meet a quota and then you had all these characters and didn't know what to do with them because you were just trying to meet a quota. And uh that's that's a studio thing. That's a cold corporation thing. That's a Disney thing. That's a uh, that's a it's it's the new era. It's the 21st century. And it's got to be this thing rather than it being yeah. it's got to be a good story. And uh, I think that's where it falters. I don't objectively decide not to watch The Rise of Skywalker because, uh, you know, I, I think there's some sort of there's a racist element to it. That's not at all, but I, I objectively decide not to watch it because I just don't want to watch it because I don't like what they did with the the character choices and it, nothing in it, nothing in it excites me. You know, like I can guess why the prequels get more of a pass for me is because I don't care if Hayden Christensen can't act his way out of a paper bag. Like that epic fight scene at the end of revenge of the Sith, that, you know, score that like that cool stuff that's fun to watch with your kids is still there at least. You know, this Rise of Skywalker was just so weird, and like it had so many weird things where I'm like, what, what, what? You know, and a lot of it had to do again with characters you didn't know what to do with running around doing stuff, and it's just like I vaguely remember scenes like, oh, yeah, it was kind of cool. The you know, the stormtroopers flying around and. The stuff where they sunk in the sand, I guess. And it's just like, it, it felt like it was like, <laughs> is this trying to be like the Indiana Jones Star Wars movie or like they're on a quest and to find something like that we didn't game. know existed last movie? <laughs> like it was just, it felt like an episode on yeah. a TV show that you could have skipped. Mm-hmm. And so, like, uh, to me, when we tie it back into our larger conversation about race and movies, it's sad because this had the most potential to do that with these cool, awesome characters we love. And it, yeah, it's like Tony said it right at the beginning, they dropped the ball. And so I don't, uh, 
you know, I'm not like, hey, throw away the sequels. Mm-hmm. I just, I just don't feel like watching them as much because they, because of those choices. Um, so it's unfortunate, but who knows? Maybe we'll be talking about five years from now, like the best Star Wars movie we've ever seen. So, <laughs> and the Mandalorian's great, and it has diversity, and the characters of color actually matter. All right, well, that's it. That's the season. We got a season of your favorite movie is racist in the books. <laughs> um, <laughs> this series will return. We're, we're, we've got already got like a long list of movies we have not covered yet that we'll we'll tackle <laughs> again when we circle back on it. But uh, in the meantime, we are actually uh, in prepping to start up another series that will debut very soon uh, surrounding uh, an entirely different <laughs> spectrum of things. I'll just say it that way. Um, and so we're excited to do that. But but in the meantime, please uh, take the time to leave a comment, share this video, check us out on uh, Spotify, on um, Apple Podcasts, pretty much anywhere you can find a podcast, we are. Um, throw us a rating um, because that helps as well. And just uh, let your friends know about this show. Um, we're super excited to do this. It's a lot of fun. Uh, we just had this idea to come together and start talking about movies. And somehow racism also became a part of it. <laughs> but uh, I think it's because uh, we feel like it's a needed conversation that needs to happen. And um, we hope to have possibly educated you in some way throughout this season. Uh, we've definitely educated each other. We've definitely learned from some of the folks who have watched and listened to this series. Um We've learned like what we missed an episode later. Um, and so it's been a really great experience, I think, for us. Um, and so just thank you to everyone who has joined us, who's enjoyed the show. And um, I won't say we'll see you next time because it. Well, I guess we will see you next time. It just it'll just be a different show. So we'll see you next time. 